You're listening to the Going Offsides podcast. Your home for lacrosse news, stories, and everything in between. Guys, it's finally here. The moment we've been waiting for. National Championship Week. How are we feeling, Nick? <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I'm ready to pay my $9.99 and get to get to watch three days of action. Uh, you know, I, I saw you tweet that we need to get our national or our invitational championship on ESPN Plus. So, you know, come on, NAI people, like at headquarters, let's let's get it going. If we can get MCLA Club Lacrosse there, why can't we get you know, varsity NAI lacrosse going on ESPN. What do you think about that one, John? I completely agree, man. I mean, that what my issue was that wasn't even like the MCLA tournament. You know, what no. I mean? that was just like a game. I was like, how does this happen? No, no, I will tell you because having looked into it and had like I'm working a couple of games next year, it, it's a lot on each school to to have the capabilities to run an ESPN quality broadcast, but I've seen some of the NAI broadcasts and I'm sure that there's some schools that could do it. Yeah. Cumberland's is a great example, but you know, this is a national tournament. So whoever's hosting just needs to have the capabilities and then we can do it. So I don't know how it's going to work out at Savannah. We'll see how the stream goes, but yeah. Place like Cumberland's at all this year. It's something I just got randomly concerned about. If we think about it, you know, Cumberland, sometimes Indiana Tech, uh, all these teams are, you know, slowly stepping up their game. You know, everybody's using good cameras. So, like, let's take a good look at it. Let's make it legit next year. Maybe we can get a couple people that know the teams pretty well to uh, come down and do the commentary. Who knows? But let's dive right into the bracket. We got eight teams, and we have to start with the news that, you know, if you have a pulse and you're an NAIA fan, you already know this. You know, Concordia wasn't able to travel because of COVID protocols. They were the seven seed. So Benedictine gets moved up, right? And then Lords takes the eighth spot. So what that did is it made that first round game Reinhardt against Lords instead of Benedictine. And now Indiana Tech against Benedictine. The only silver lining in all of that is that we get a few more interesting round one matchups because Indiana Tech had already played Concordia twice. So now we get to see them play somebody else. That's the only silver lining. Nobody wants to see a team make it all the way to the end and then something like that keeps you from nationals. So I'm sure that they'll be back, but let's go through each game one by one, talk about what we know, talk about what we're hoping to see. And, you know, we are, what, 72, 80 hours, something like that away from the first game? Yeah, 72-ish. Thursday, 10 a.m. All right, let's yeah, not do math right early. now. Let's just, let's just get right into it. So, Reinhardt, Lords, one versus eight. Lords, we've seen them play. You know, they're definitely trending in the right direction, right? We saw them play earlier in the season, a little sloppy, as was everybody. But they've really come on strong at the end. Love their goalie, Tyler Queen. Uh, you know, he's... He's like all goalies, a little bit crazy, but he loves to run that ball up. I mean, I think the team feeds off his energy for them. It's always just about offensive production. Reinhardt, you're kind of the expert on since you're, you know, a big time Reinhardt slappy as everybody knows. So what, what are we looking for out of Reinhardt? Yeah. So I think the big thing to watch in this one will be the face-off matchup. Um, mm-hmm. Lords is actually one of the better face-off teams, so that's an advantage Reinhardt typically has with JRSS, but this one might be a little more 50-50. Um, looking at the Lords offense, one thing that I would say concerns me if you're a Lords fan 
they only really have four guys who are getting in on the action. It seems like they, I think they had two that were around 30 points and then a couple that were in the mid twenties. So as we said, production can be a little bit limited as times. All right. So we're going to need that Lord's, you know, second line midi or that second midi line to really step it up. If, if they're going to be able to, to hang with Reinhardt and, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's a good one. One verse eight is always a tough matchup. Reinhardt's got the experience. I, you know, Lords has been in the invitational before, if I'm not mistaken, but not for a while. So I'm not sure that really carries much weight at this point. That's Thursday at 10 a.m., May 6th, just so you all know. And you can either get a day pass or you can get the weekend pass and get all the games. So I do recommend that because I'm pretty sure you can watch the games later, too. So if you don't get to catch it live, I'm pretty sure you have access to the games later on. Second matchup in the top of the bracket, Kaiser against St. Ambrose. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. You know, with Kaiser, this is something that I've talked about for years or at least the last couple years. And since the team really hasn't changed too much, they have a lot of guys that can score. This is about the opposite of what you're talking about with Lords. You've got Hunter East. You've got Cole Stasi. You've got John Sr., Dylan Sharp, Anthony Sr., they have one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double-digit points. All right, there is no shortage of offensive talent on that team. Their face-off guy has been playing well. He's at 71%. That's pretty obscene. So I think it all comes down to, you know, just defense, goalie play, and, you know, they get into shootouts a lot. And I think that, you know, St. Ambrose might not, might not be used to that. You know, you tell what, what do you think, John? Do you think that they're going to be able to get into a shootout with Kaiser? I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, they have a lot more depth than they have in the past in terms of St. Ambrose and talking. The one thing I will say concerns me as we talked about Kaiser, they just have so much experience. That's a big advantage in a game like this. Emotions will be high, and St. Ambrose has lost a lot of very close games this year. So we'll see if they can really put it away. But you're giving the slight edge to Kaiser, I take it. Yeah, definitely a slight edge. I mean, although St. Ambrose does have our player of the month, Michael Schaefer, who can do some great things, make it a little bit closer. But I probably would take Kaiser in a close one. Okay. So there's John. John's got Reinhardt against Kaiser in the semifinals of the top half of the bracket, but we'll see if that's true. Moving on to the lower half of the bracket, we've got Columbia and Cumberlands, and we're pretty familiar with both teams at this point. I'm very excited to see Columbia play somebody uh, outside of their conference, haven't seen it in a while, really want to see how they stack up. Cumberland's has obviously had a few different stumbles this season. They, you know, they lose their, what we consider to be an All-American goalie right at the beginning of the season. Other goalie steps in, does a great job. I've been high on him all year as well, so it, it's good to you know, see that they had that depth there. But really, I think trending upwards near the end of the season, I think weren't they unranked at one point? They were outside the top 10 briefly. And, you know, they're able to get in here and not even a seven or an eight seed, you know, they, they moved all the way up to what, six? Yeah, all the way up to six. I think that was a big deal for them. They definitely, I'm sure they're happy to be on the opposite side from Reinhardt. And they played Indiana Tech pretty well earlier this year, but I'm, I'm assuming they probably like the matchup with Columbia a little bit better than those two one thing to keep an eye on yeah i would say is just like 
the different things Cumberlands can do on defense. We've seen them against Indiana Tech run a zone. We've seen them double pull the midfield against Reinhardt. And then they've also face guarded people as well. So I think that could be one avenue they could have success with against Columbia, just kind of mixing things up. Yeah, I'm ready to see Coach Pete throw the kitchen sink at the Cougars and see how the Cougars do. I honestly don't have, like, I, I don't really care who wins. I, I think this is just going to be a really exciting first-round matchup. And I'm just genuinely excited to see Columbia play somebody like Cumberland's and just see how it goes. Because I don't think that there was a lot of that, you know, cross-conference play that you maybe see in other years. So I'm just excited about that one. Moving on, and that's 4 p.m. on Thursday. All right, so we've got games so far at 10, 1, 4, and then the final matchup of the first round is going to be Thursday night. You know, we got 7 p.m. game, hoping that there's lights at this, you know, facility. But Indiana Tech against Benedictine. And here's what we know. You know, you're going to dig into it a little bit because Indiana Tech has already beaten Benedictine once this year. Indiana Tech plays fast. They have a great, they have great goalie play. They great in transition. They spread the scoring around. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys with ten points or more. They've got five, six guys with thirty points or more. I mean, they can flat out score. They've got Andrew Ryan. They've got Nate Langeel or Langeel. Sorry, buddy, don't know how to say it. And then they've got the Bodley brothers. So. You know, they're just – this is their year, man. If, if they're going to do it, I think this is the year that they're going to do it. I think, you know, everybody was excited for that first matchup with Reinhardt. I'm not – I'm gonna, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't want to see them play Reinhardt again in the national championship. I think a lot of people have kind of penciled that in as a possibility. But uh, why don't you dig into that previous matchup a little bit more for us? Yeah, this was a matchup we were excited for early in the season. Um, but it ended up being kind of a one-sided affair. I want to say the final was 20 to three in favor of Indiana Tech. Um, the big one here is when I looked into the stats a little bit deeper, Benedictine turned the ball over 44 times in this game. And I mean, that's absurd. I mean, I don't know how that's like possible almost, <laughs> but so yeah. they're gonna need to clean that up a lot. For sure. And I, I was just looking at the most recent game, you know, game where it went to double OT Benedictine and St. Ambrose and Benedictine had 29 turnovers, which is an improvement from 40 something. But I think really this, this game, I think Benedictine has enough talent to hang with Indiana Tech. I think the issue is those turnovers because Indiana Tech is 100% a team that will make you pay for those types of turnovers. And if you're going to turn it over more than 20 times, you're going to be in trouble and I don't think you can keep up. So I think that's a key statistic to watch as we're, as we're watching that game on Thursday night. Yeah, definitely. And don't get me wrong. I think it'll be a lot closer than the first matchup. I just think at the end of the day, it's not a super ideal matchup. The D middies against that uh, Indiana tech offense. For sure. And then we'll have, you know, obviously the semifinals are on Friday. 4 p.m., 7 p.m. with the national with the championship being on Saturday, May 8th at 5:30 p.m. So we've got three straight days for this tournament. Hopefully everything goes well with travel and testing and all those other things, and we have a flawless championship. And uh, you know we'll be putting up an article on Saturday after the championship. We actually do have someone that will be attending, taking photos, stuff like that. So 
uh nick petrus peaches good luck out there take some good photos for us and uh enjoy that trip down to georgia uh i think all we're going to do now is just kind of give a shout out again to the na what we have as our nai player of the month and go ahead john and, and reiterate who won that yeah it was michael shaker and uh saint amber speed out mitch haggart in a close one very cool so Mike, Michael Shakerin will be getting the level lacrosse bounce back, and that'll be our final giveaway of the season. You know, it's been an absolute pleasure. We're going to break down uh, the entire tournament Sunday night for you guys, and just in case you didn't get to see it all, and it should be exciting for us to do. And then that, you know, Monday will be our final show of this season. So, you know, hopefully we'll be doing this again, bigger and better next year. For sure. See you guys then. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, give us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Going Offsides.